Welcome to the e-commerce coffee break. My name is Klaus Lauter and I'm an e-commerce growth advisor and business coach for businesses and brands that are using Shopify's e-commerce platform. And yes, I also like coffee. Each week you're going to get actionable advice, strategies and tips to optimize your online store and e-commerce business. So let's get started. Hey, it's Klaus here with another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today, I want to talk about something that I see quite often when I got approached um, from people who want help with their store, with their business. And these are things that they possibly overlook when they start their store. So a lot of people just jump into opening a Shopify store and um, then trying to sell something. And the something is the problem. Um, if you don't have really a clear idea of what you're selling and to whom you're selling, then you have a, um, a real, real problem. So it's not about just taking any product that is out there um, that is trendy, that you think in your gut feeling might sell. It goes a little bit deeper than that. So today I want to just go over a couple of things that I work with my clients on um, when I do the onboarding process. And um, let's get started here. Now, first of all, and most importantly, is offer a product or service that solves a problem. So don't try to sell a commodity, something that pe can, people can buy anywhere else on the internet and that is available in, um, in huge amounts. Try to sell something that's really standing out to the market and that solves a unique problem. Now, this is not an easy task to find, and that's where a lot of people are already struggling. So the question comes up often, and these are usually not the people that I work with, is what can I sell? Um, I don't do any product research advice. Um, you really need to find out from your background what kind of product you can offer and um, how you can support your client in, or your customer in the very best way with this product and service. And it needs to solve a problem of the customer. So don't try to sell um, lifestyle products or something like that. It makes it really difficult. If you want to have a long-term business, you need to really stand out um, from the crowd and have something um, that is unique or is different to other products out there in the market space. And um, then you have a good chance that you will make it. Um, just taking and copying a product that someone else is selling doesn't not really um, help you in creating a long-term business. Now, the second part um, where you need to look into, and that's something that I even work with um, my clients that are running their stores for a while and even um, running their businesses for years, uh, we go and look who's your perfect customer avatar or who's your perfect audience. Something that people have a bit of a broad view on normally. Um, they say, yeah, I sell to women from um, between 30 and 50 um, that are interested in fashion. Now, this can be anything and nothing. So you want to really be uh, granular there and find out who is it um, that you're uh, helping and who's your perfect customer. A 30-something-year-old person probably has a different um, buyer's um, journey or um, a different approach to buying things online than somebody who's in his 50s. That starts with where do they go to um, get ideas um, or confirm products, um, which it kind of influences are they following, where do they get the information about products, and so on and so forth. In a product 
or in a niche or industry where you have a, a couple of different products or products that um, are targeting um, a broader range of people, then you might end up having more than one perfect customer avatar. I'll give you an example. Um, I worked with a client, they are selling art supplies and they actually did a very, very good job on finding out who their perfect customer avatar is and invested a lot of time and also money um, in finding out. And they came up um, with four different audiences that they serve with their products. So keep in mind, it's the same product, it's art supplies, but they found out is um, it's the hobby artist, somebody who, um, draws or paint pictures in their free time. It's uh, the art teacher, so somebody who does that for a professional living, but teaching people on how to create art. It is the professional artists, so somebody uh, who does paintings or creates arts and selling this, and then a fourth category that I can't remember. Now, all of these four different um, avatars they had were in a different age group, um, had a different approach on how they would vet a product um, on quality, on quantity, on price, and so on and so forth. Different websites they would go and find information on that and so on and so forth. So you really need to go through the exercise and um, invest a lot of time on how to find out who your perfect customer avatar is. And this goes far further than just um, going into the Facebook ads manager and um, throwing in some interests and then hopefully one of them will stick. Um, in a overall marketing strategy that you can use um, for a lot of platform for your business overall, um, you want to really bring it down and find out uh, who that is and always keep with every decision, every product decision that you make um, that this product, the service will really serve your perfect customer. The next one, once you have your perfect customer and once you have your um, product that you want to sell, you have to do the market research. So you have to find out how many other um, suppliers are out there um, and um, offering this product and how big is the overall market for it. If you have a very specialized product, um, for a very specialized granular audience, but only 10 items per year possibly will sell of this product, then you don't have a market or the market is too small for you. Um, if your price point high is high enough, um, if your product costs $100,000, it might be just enough. Um, but you want to make sure that the market is big enough that you can sell a good chunk of your products or serve a, a good chunk um, of, of people with your service. And um, therefore, you have to do market research. You really want to go out there and find out, is there a need for the product? Um, is this a product where people pay a certain price for? Um, where is the product available? Are there any, any limitations in the market that can be a regulated market, for instance? Um, so there can be any roadblocks that you're running into when you um, want to sell a product in a specific market. So you need to do all of that in regards um, of finding the right data and getting the right background on your market. Next one goes hand in hand with that is competitor research. Um, so now you know you have your product, um, you have done your homework with the audience, you know that there is a market that is big enough that you can sell into it. You want to find out who is your competitor. Two things, three things can happen. Um, there is no competitor at all. You're the first one in the market. That can be a very good news. 
um, that can be also very bad news. I have been in a position at some point in my life um, with a service that I offered. We were the first one in the market and I always said it's our biggest advantage. We are the first ones and it's our biggest disadvantage. We are the first ones because no one knew about our product. It was a brand new product and no one actually knew was like, yeah, what should I do with it? Um, there's other ways I can solve this problem. So why sh should I use you? Um, so it can also be that there is no one in the market um, or there is no competitors because your competitors already did the research and found out there is no market for it. Um, so you need to be really careful to find out um, why there is no competitor in the market. Um, either the first one makes it difficult because you have to educate the market, the audience um, of what you are offering. So if it's something new that will take a little bit longer to warm up your potential customer and educate them or there's nothing out there in the market because there's just no one buying from from, from this product in this market the other thing is there might be um, a million competitors with you now this might this might be a saturated market so you need to find out really do you want to go in a market that has a ton of competitors and if yes you need to find out um, how do they compete with each other do they compete on price and um, or do they compete on any other level and can you compete on these things so really look into that and then finally um, obviously you might find a market where you have a fair amount of competitors and um, that's something best case scenario to be honest because if they are already around for a while you can learn from them so really use the competitor research to learn what they do and um, start collecting data from your competitors sign up for newsletters follow them on social media and do everything um, or write down and, and monitor everything they do now don't take it for granted that what they do works they're in the same position as you they try to find out what um, works and what doesn't work um, over time if you see there's certain things moving the needle then you might find out okay this is working for them um, but with uh, just um, a quick um, glimpse of what they're doing you will not really find out what's working for them but monitor them then the next part would be do the mass um, now that you have a good overview what you can serve who you can serve and so on and so forth you need to find out if you can still be profitable and that starts with your production cost um, product um, needs to be sourced somewhere or produced somewhere um, marketing costs um, and any other kind of costs and fees that are involved and then you need to find out uh, can you sell your product your service for a with a margin um, that it makes a business I see often that people are sort of selling too cheap and then are wondering that at the end of the day they are not profitable and that's where really doing the homework and doing your calculation and taking really everything into consideration that will cost you money. Um, uh, you need to do the math there to get a business that at the end of the day will survive. If you're still in the game, um, you're starting with the first step in marketing and that's creating your unique selling proposition and value proposition. So you want to communicate to your potential customer, what are you doing? Um, why should they buy from you and not your competitor? And what makes your product or service so special that they should buy from you? Also something that's mostly overlooked and people do not spend enough time to um, do this work um, so unique selling proposition and value proposition i spoke about that in another video earlier um, a very very important point and um, 
really needs um, a good look at it to make it work. Coming to the almost end of this short presentation, and this is finding the right supplier and production partner. So obviously, if you're not producing the product yourself or creating the service yourself, you have to work with third parties. And there it's important to find someone who is reliable, um, who gives you a good price, um, who is um, trustworthy and uh, can deliver in time and in quality. Um, not always easy. Um, also there, um, you need to compare a lot of suppliers or production partners that are on the market to find the right one. Worst case scenario, you find a supplier on AliExpress and you just source something from a supplier that you just have found and have never had any contact with. And um, then things can go downhill very quickly. That can be shipping times, that can be um, the product quality, um, that can be payment processes and so on and so forth. And you're totally in the hand, especially with dropshipping, in the hand of the supplier. If you're producing things yourself, obviously you have to go through the whole process of um, doing the quality checks, um, the warehousing, and so on and so forth. And don't underestimate the time that will go in that um, in this process, um, but it's very, very important to have the right supplier or production partner. Once you have all done all this homework, finally you're in a place where you can start testing the waters and start promoting your products and basically see if you can drive traffic and what are the reactions on the product and do you get the first buyers. Um, so that's where it becomes really interesting and that's where it pays out and it shows if you have done your homework. And then at the end of the day, I wish you good luck. Now, one question came up here from um, Quincy asking, I find people tend to fake being a potential client just to experience the service or product offering. Klaus, do you think it's unethical or it is standard practice? No, it's actually standard practice and you should do it. Um, when it comes to competitor research, um, you should actually um, go as far as ordering a product from your competitor and um, monitoring the, the whole um, process of doing so. So basically you, do you go on their website and do screenshots of every step in the process including um, confirmation emails, thank you pages, um, welcome email flows, and so on and so forth. And when the product arrives, um, you have a look on how is the packaging, is there anything in the packaging, and is there any kind of follow-up and whatsoever. You really want to learn from your competitors and the best way to do so and to find where your potential benefit or where your, um, your um, potential um, advantages over them is to order from them and to see what they do and make it better so it's not unethical it's definitely something i would recommend one more question here different countries have different marketing cultures that is absolutely true we see in the us competitors outwardly call each other out to their advertising sometimes even by name whereas my country south africa we don't do that it's going against your competitor directly smart to do or rather just focus on your business what is wise I would focus on your own business. Don't focus too much on your competitors. Don't call your competitors out. Um, this is just not good business behavior, to be honest. Everyone has a right to market and sell their products, um, but you should not badmouth them um, as you don't want to be badmouthed by your um, competitor. So therefore, um, do your competitor research, look 
um, what they do. Try to learn from your competitors, especially if they are longer in the market. And then at the end of the day, um, try to offer a better product or a bit better service and then win over the customers by the quality that you offer and not by bad-mouthing anyone. So that's it for today's e-commerce coffee break. I hope you got something out of it. Um, if you're interested in learning more about on uh, how to start and scale your business, then you can hit me up and I get you all the details on how I help my co coaching and mentoring program, uh, coaching and mentoring clients with that. And um, I see you in the next coffee break. Have a good one.